Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Pepper. Scoop. Okay. Use a dog. But there's no room for me to sit in front of the camera. <sighs> wow. Never get in between the eyes and a camera, Pepper. <laughs> Is that what your takeaway from that was? My goodness. All right, Allie B. My, um... My phone is a little funny. Funny today, Alice. There's a bunch of input coming into my social media, thus into my phone and thus into my life. That is, uh, there's a torrent of input, as a matter of fact, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. And I got to tell you, there's some funny bastards out there. There are absolutely some funny bastards out there. Add, um, add, um, uh, Harrison to our uh, to my bleep list. By the way, why? Why, right? with, uh, Jared why is everybody on your bleep list? I've never seen a person with so much beef. Did with you see? So many people. Did you see? Have you noticed I have beef with nobody? Because you're two faced and you sell out. <laughs> and you have no core principles. Yeah, I'm trying to make the world a, a better place. Uh-huh. You're bringing it down. I went there on the Kirk Manahan show yesterday, Alice, and fought for our family. I fought for decency, a return to American family values and the American way of life. And now look at the piling on I'm getting because of it. Incredible. You see this? And and I've been now accused, accused by a big influential influential media person, Kirk Minahan, accused and now uh, slandered through their graphic artists uh, of being a cocaine (laughs) addict. Do you know how disrespectful that is to suggest that somebody is or has been a cocaine user, Alice? That's incredibly disrespectful. I can't believe the low uh, type of person who would do such a thing. That that. really is a way to Mm -hmm. defame a person, and it is both hurtful. Yeah, future employers could Google that and see that. Very very, hurtful. Very inappropriate for them to do such a thing. I can't believe it. I will have uh, the record show that I, unlike certain other people in this room, have not used cocaine. I have not in used my cocaine either. I have not been I've a not. 
Alice, I've stop not it. used stop cocaine. Just, I hey, just listen, haven't hey, used hey, cocaine. Hey, 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 Alice, it's Alice. not. <laughs> I didn't do the crime, so I'm not going to do the time. You can't say the same thing mm. for you. But there you go. If you wanna, I can say the if same you thing. See I'm it. very open on this podcast about a lot of stuff oh. I have and have not done. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and cocaine here is not go. one Damage of those things. Damage control. Yeah. It's, not, it's just not. It's just not. I've never done cocaine. <sighs> it's fine. You've done more cocaine than I have, and there is a a vile piece of graphic art out there supposedly t- depicting me with cocaine all over my face. Which I'm not even sure about how to prop what the etiquette of cocaine is, but I'm sure that's not it. <laughs> Doesn't seem like the recommended mode of ingesting it. I don't know how people do cocaine. But we're going to get- I wouldn't even know anything about how to take cocaine. I don't know if you like smoke it or inject it or what Nobody you do with it you. because I don't know how to do cocaine. Nobody I, because believes- Alice, I've never have, there is, tried and I wouldn't know that. one of the... <sighs> There's something about you, especially a few years ago, especially when I first knew you, when you were in your early 20s, in with your, uh, oops, I did it again, red leather <laughs> outfit, which was fantastic. Not that looked like you're... Yes, it was. You've conflated yeah, was. a few things in your mind, There's but something okay. that is unmistakably um, um, Wolf of Wall Street about on Younger Alice. So I'm, that's all I'm saying, and I'm you weren't into stock stocks i'm just saying that's it that i was trying to be but um so we're gonna get back we'll get back to the kirk minahan show but we do have an unannounced guest for tonight's show we do yep an unannounced guest and we're gonna be um i might be doing something here that actually ends our marriage <laughs> we'll see if this is the thing okay does. um can i ask you a question though before we go to yeah, our unannounced I'll, guest go ahead um, I want a little bit of acknowledgement mm-hmm. for being cool and supportive because I'd like to kind of know, like, so of the two main past uh, relationships that you've had, mm-hmm. would either of those women have been as supportive of you being on the Kirk Minahan show and, uh, that it was as awesome and, um, like helped you go there and be on it and watched it with you afterward and thought it was great? No. Well, certainly not the most recent one. There would have been 180 different explosions in no way. No way. No way. And then I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine earlier. Well, actually, the most recent one. Could if have... she had seen the Kirk Minahan show, what would she? Well, have she actually about? knows of him, and she's in media, so she might like it for for media. But they uh, no. Well, wait a second. What happened that was wrong there? Nothing. We didn't, we didn't but I'm really... saying a lot of chicks wouldn't be as supportive of that. Why? But it's not like he's not like uh, you know going to the Playboy Grotto. No, but the chicks you've dated specifically, not for like cheating right. reasons. So uh, there was there were three biggies before you. Okay. Well, probably the Certainly, first one would have. The first one would have been pro. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, abs- right. No doubt. Um, the second one would have been appalled. Mm-hmm. 
And then the one before you, or, I mean, she was mostly emotionally dead by then, but maybe would have cared. I don't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're anyway, the perfect girlfriend. Anyway, my point is that life. I'm supportive of you. You're supportive of me going on a show that's a, a pretty damn huge show? Wouldn't you be? I mean, I, I've been on a bunch of shows since we've been together. I mean, some TV shows, which I've been consistently bad at, and a bunch of radio shows. Like, why? Aren't I in the, aren't I in the biz, kind of? Or trying to be? Yeah. But I don't think... I don't think all wives would be as supportive of, like, the... um, Of the vibes. I just do. The vibes? Mm-hmm. Like, what about the vibes? Like... <clears throat> like the doing coke stuff and, the, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff like that. You're right about that. And, there like, are some getting wives- called fat and, like, just all the whole... Thing. Yeah, I know, but like, I, who but wouldn't I, be in on the how funny right. it is? No, uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, because yeah, there's probably. a lot of people who wouldn't find that particularly funny. But why? Because some people don't really. I would have a never sense of humor, have married though. one of those people. <clears throat> yeah, but you did date a few of them, I think. Well, d- d- an important storm, Alice. I mean, geez, I don't have my choice of you know. I needed a human being, you know, for the whole time. <laughs> you know, I think from- you tried to marry at least one of those people. Thank God that crashed and burned holy god that would have been my first divorce oh, okay i'm waiting i'm see if my guest has come in here why see. is this going to be the end of our marriage you'll who see. is this guest you'll see you're familiar with the person hmm. you've met this person before should be any time and i'm breaking the the fourth wall here breaking the fourth wall. the fourth wall alice i'm allowing our actual family business to spill live onto the show. This could be anywhere from my brother about the iPad he got uh, my son to the woman I'm having a torrid affair with. Really? Right here. We're doing it all in the air. Are you having a torrid affair? With, um, it's Kate Upton, as a matter of fact, Mm Ellis. I didn't want to tell you before, but she relentlessly... Pursued you? Correct. Correct. Wouldn't that be great, though? Even <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if just the pursuit... You're so embarrassing. Stop. Why do you say that? I'm not saying I did... Alice, just to know that she... Wouldn't that help my stock with you? Not if I slept with her, but if she was interested. I don't know. Yes, it would up my <laughs> stock with her with you. <sighs> Seems like the guest booking is going really well. My guest is late. Uh-huh. Here is my guest. This young lady's name, uh, this is, okay, Celia, I need you to come over here. This is going in a very different now direction. Now Daddy's camera's not pointed towards him. Okay, can you make make it t- towards us so it can show you too, but it, how's that? No, more towards Daddy. But, okay, I need her to be on this. Okay, and, and now we're going to take. Not, no, you can see her stomach because the camera's pointed down okay. too much now. Okay, that's. We're going to find a different work. camera solution, I think. Okay. So this is the part that's real. Okay. okay. <clears throat> this is nothing. By the way, select all and d- delete the whole, the whole, uh, the, the vine of Kate Upton talk. This is nothing. There's nothing. Whatever. But this is the vine that's real. This is a real thing. Okay. <clears throat> so, as you know, Sally Shattuck is taking singing lessons. Yes. Okay. And, you know, she had a lesson today. We're not going to say where, but she had a lesson today. Okay. 
Was there anything about the policy of entering and leaving the building that's notable to you? <clears throat> they make you wear masks when entering the right. building. Now, yes. how does Alice Shattuck feel about that? I don't like it, but like, is there a more convenient place to take music <clears throat> lessons by here? Don't, no, don't give anybody up, Alice. We don't want to identify anybody. Okay. So, um, so are you, you're for the place and you're for the singing lessons, correct? Yes. Right. You like it. So now we're, Sally's going to break a piece of news with you, and we're going to want we're going to want to know how you're going to res what your response is going to be. Okay, Sally, tell mommy. I had to wear a mask throughout the entire lesson. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sally Shattuck. Sally, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You were wonderful as usual. That's not what it said. The policy was in good the night, email. and I love you. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So that's breaking the fourth wall, Alice. This piece of information, Sally and I have been working on this now for a few hours. Almost nailed it. Oh, good. So I want to organically, one, am I in trouble for doing springing this on you? No. Because it's not sensitive stuff, really. But two, so what is what does this mean to you? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll call them and ask them about it or email them and ask them about mm -hmm. it. Because there's not a pandemic anymore. I'm willing to humor you for walking in and out of a building, but not for a singing lesson. Oh, right. Oh, and uh, I, sh uh, uh, I... Sally. That's what I'm saying. So, Sally, you still there? What was the thing you were working on, the part of the subject today? <clears throat> Did you hear that? Yeah, enunciation. So part of the singing lesson today was on enunciation. Well, right. So how can you work on enunciation... If your mouth is covered. Precisely. And when uh, Sally told me this in the car, um, I said to her, I, there's a strong chance, Sally, that as soon as mommy finds us out. The singing lessons will be over. Correct. And she said, yep. So, enunciation. <clears throat> um, so, but what this says is that masks are still being required to enter the building. Thank you for your continued support. Da, da, da. And then it says, where did the park go? Where it said that they could be taken off during lessons. Um, Who cares what it uh, says? They can be taken off during the lesson in the lesson rooms only. So you're going to make her defy the teacher who had hers on the whole time? Well, is it just the teacher had hers on or she said that Sally had to have hers on? What? Oh, I, I, did the teacher say that they were going to keep the masks on? <clears throat> Okay, so but she didn't say but that she you had, had the mask to keep on the whole on. time. Okay, so just following the modeling of the teacher, the teacher had it on the whole time. So when I was this with, is why it sucks to live in a state with crazy people. Right, unfortunately, so when I was getting it's because ready to everything. Go, when I was getting ready to, to, to when I was there to pick Sally up, I had forgotten the mask that you gave me to walk in to pick her up with. Mm -hmm. And some other guy went in, and it's past five o'clock now. Went in. Which is when it's over, and got his daughter. He went in, talked to the lady at the front desk, who then t talked to or made a call or yelled to the music room or whatever. And his daughter was then brought out. And then, so I'm hovering out there, looking in, saying, I hope Sally can see me when they release her. But there was no releasing her. So I was forced to put my head in and 
say, can I have my daughter, please? You know, it would be easier if you guys just sprung her out here. But And so then they got her and brought her out here. So it's like a little bit of, by the way, you're going to need to come in. And when you are, you're going to need to have your mask. Yeah. So, but that's the issue with this state is that you're surrounded by a lot of people who are crazy. So there's always going to be this problem of like the things that you want to do in order to participate in life with other people are going to be hindered by these social requirements of COVID stuff for a disease that's not a risk anymore. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, for instance, and I I, I don't want to stick with masks because my God, it's going to be three years soon that we've been talking about them. But like you and I, when we were driving to Watertown yesterday, there was... um. There were people in Cambridge walking by the river with their masks on. Yeah. Some people have, you know, fatal diseases or undergoing. Some people have things where they need to wear masks. I tend to think not as many people are as immune compromised. I'm just saying that because I heard from one on the radio today Mm -hmm. who's who's who had a bunch of stuff done, and she's like, "I don't want to hear anybody give me crap for having a mask. I have to wear. I could could, if I get a lung infection, I could." Those people aside. Any other person who's walking around with a mask is not in a mental good place. But even those people, if you are that at risk, you should be wearing an, an a properly fitted N95 and probably a face shield too. Yeah. And it's probably not going to protect you that much anyway. Right. I mean, like, depending on the circumstances, maybe it could protect against some incidental protection or whatever. But, I I mean, unless you have, like, everybody in your household do that, presumably you're going to take it off when you're at home. It's not, this is not a reasonable way to live your life. And there has to come a point where people decide that the risk from COVID is similar to other risks that there were before COVID that they didn't treat this way. Because you didn't see a lot of immune-compromised people walking around with surgical masks on pre-COVID. And there was flu and other stuff out there. That stuff existed. And so I don't, I don't know at what point we decide that the calculus here doesn't make sense anymore. Certainly, having a kid wear a surgical mask or a cloth mask mm-hmm. isn't going to do anything for you to protect you from them. I also question whether all the people who like, who, I mean, I've never seen so many seemingly able-bodied, totally fine looking people who apparently are (laughs) terribly, terribly terminally ill. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's like this whole culture now of like terminal illness that uh, all, uh, you know, this long-term disability that a bunch of people are into that's a whole thing. The New York Times did a big article on, or I think it was the New York Times. Was it? I'll look it up. But it's this whole thing because they use the term spoonies. Spoonies? Yeah. So it's like a metaphor about, um, it's called spoon theory. And people really? who are like into this call themselves spoonies because it's a whole thing. Yeah, it totally was in the New York Times. I just imagined that. It was in the American Conservative, so a much more normal place for this to be. But um, anyway, it's a, a whole article about it because there's, you know, a whole culture. And, like, I know people that I went to school with it 
aren't like particularly ill who've decided that they have like a long-term disability and are into spoonie culture right and it's like things like fibromyalgia and stuff like Mm -hmm. that where they decide that they're disabled and they're like oh well getting up is so much harder for me it's like everybody starts the day with a limited supply of spoons right and like I have to like use a spoon to get up and I have to use a spoon to get dressed and I have to use a spoon because it's like more effort for me. So I have to use more of my spoons during the day. And so like I can't do as much. And that's like what people don't understand about disabilities. Right. That's like the metaphor of it. But, uh, you know, so you'll see people like my age you know, young millennials or I assume Gen Z, I don't know if they're into it too, but they'll say like, oh, I just don't have the spoons for this today or something. Oh like, God, Jesus, yeah. Elf, really? Yeah, so that's like a whole thing. But there is, and a lot of those people are like salivating at the idea of long COVID. They're like, it's going to be a mass disabling event. We're all going to have long COVID, all this stuff. I'm not doubting that there can be long-term impacts. If you have very serious COVID, you can have organ damage and stuff. It's mm-hmm. a serious illness. But but there aren't a bunch of people who get extremely mild or undetectable COVID who have like serious long-term disabling symptoms from COVID-19. That is not a thing that I believe in. And they've done a bunch of studies of this stuff. And not only is it like predominantly women who get long COVID, but like a bunch of them have never had a positive lab result for COVID or COVID antibodies. <laughs> So, like, I don't know exactly what we're doing here, but it, there's, you know, I, like I say, I do think there can be long-term impacts from COVID, but I, I don't believe in long COVID at all, the way that it's being presented by certain people on the left, in particular, the, like, disability activist community is is very into this in a way that I find like almost distasteful like it's like they want it to be a mass disabling event there's a bunch of people like for example who think that we need like long long-term disability should like cover long covid like and things like that if you just decide that like you're too out of breath yeah three years later from your long covid to work anymore that you should be supported by the state like things like that so I don't know what the answer to that is. So let me ask you then, Ping Pong. Mm-hmm. What do you say about this? Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example. Somebody tell the music school. Somebody tell the music school, tell me, somebody tell Head Start, which the Fed just told that the little kids have to wear masks. Um, and, um, and somebody tell the, um, the people who are expecting to get a check, the, people, the grad students who are expecting to get a check from their fellow taxpayers to pay off college student debt loans mm-hmm. because of the... Uh, Emergency. Exactly. Because of the whatever uh, Heroes Act, uh, which deemed the state of emergency means that you get money. It's such a stretch. I mean, like, everything about this has been a stretch, aside from some of the initial things that we did to react to the pandemic. But, like, the the idea that there's people walking around Boston and Cambridge, away from all other people, outside, in the sunshine, wearing a mask, is astonishing to me. And the idea that there's still people that think 
everyone needs to wear masks at indoor events is also astonishing to me. But there have been a bunch of people who who are who just like aren't the same from the pandemic. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my mom about one of her friends who had like a really hard time, like didn't see her grandchild hidden the house was like sanitizing oh, doorknobs like all the stuff and has like now finally seen my mom again after a year you know it's like there and i just worry psychologically about what that's done to a bunch of people a bunch of people i and and i think that it's been extremely harmful i think it's really been extremely harmful and i think it's been extremely harmful to young people in particular in a way that we are only just starting to see the tip of the iceberg and it's very very worrying i just heard this week about another young person no. who i'm like two degrees of separation really? from who who took their own life last week and Damn. and i like it's so it's so destructive and horrific and and there seems to be so much of it going around that I you know it's hard not to blame the pandemic in some way just like the lack of human connection people have and the the lack of meaning and and all of this stuff like you just wonder how it it it's been on the rise so much so much nationally it really is a crisis the young oh, people's totally. mental health crisis is um it's devastating and yep. it, it tears up families and people's lives and it self-perpetuates one of the uh one of the few things that we know is a really good indicator for suicide is knowing somebody else who commits suicide it's very like quote contagious in that yeah. way even though it's not but it's it's very common that you'll have like someone from a school commit suicide and then someone else will because there's like a copycat aspect to it. It um, is so <clears throat> I god I don't understand that. I don't understand. Like most teenagers are afraid to shoplift a payday bar if payday bars exist or three musketeers from a 7-Eleven. But they're not afraid to jump out of a building. How the freak does that work? I'm not trying to demean somebody. I'm just I can't my I can't get my mind around how somebody's in their because in their mind I think that you know the payday bar has and I I can't speak to everybody obviously I have no idea but I think that for some people that struggle with that like the shoplifting of the payday bar has a consequence the next day that you have to face and and they believe that suicide doesn't they believe that suicide is an end to having to face the next day well and i don't think that that's true to be clear i i think that i think that it's a horrific act with repercussions that just ripple out beyond the the person themselves in a in a way that is so destructive and tragic i i don't know how else to put it but too many people that I know or that people I know know are just are losing their lives to to this really just atomization of our culture and society and mm. and I I don't know what it is exactly. I mean like if I had an answer I would tell you but but I think that people are lonely in our society in a way that they Jesus. 
um, haven't been historically. And I, I think that the pandemic really contributed to the acceleration of that. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's move to the story you wanted to read. <clears throat> sure. Which is a little, I think, I think it's probably a little happier. And where oh, we're going on. That. Um, and then I, I and then I, um, we will at some point talk about some of it. I did want to briefly say on a happier note that yeah. speaking of like things not having meaning and not having importance or anything like deeper or beyond yourself, which is a, the way I think some people feel, um, that I was actually kind of surprised that I was really moved by a lot of the Queen funeral stuff. I know that mm. like I I didn't expect to be talking about the Queen's funeral today either. Yeah. Even though the BBC claims that 60% of the world's population watched the funeral, which I find utterly Go unbelievable. But um but I did find it kind of touching like for one thing, like all these British people like waiting in line for like mm-hmm. 30 hours and like David Beckham coming to wait in line and Sandra Oh, who's Canadian, coming to be in the Canadian delegation. Like all these people. Ca- How do I know? Oh, she's an actress. Yeah. From right. like Grey's Sideways. Anatomy. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. So all these people coming together to celebrate this life of somebody that they didn't know personally, but has meaning to them of like the thread connecting them to history and to their culture and their country. And, and, you know, in the cases of like Canada and Australia, not even their country necessarily, but their, their historical country, right? Because they don't necessarily like live under the rule of the British monarch in anything but name. But, but there is something there. It is meaningful in some way. And it's something real. It it truly is. And then because I'm a nerd, I follow Edward Habsburg on on Twitter. <laughs> of the Habsburgs. Oh, of the Habsburgs. <laughs> okay. The literal Habsburg. I don't know who that is. It's a uh, noble European family of rulers. They're Germanic. You should know them. Okay. Um. I'm oddly enough, I'm a little bit removed Germanic. from the noble self. <laughs> um, but you should look up to them anyway. Let me just tell you uh, who you're in. Who you're in. Uh, who you're <laughs> in similar circles of. I was pitched today on uh, talking to President about this the funeral. President Elizabeth Mountbatten Windsor. Have you heard of her? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. President Elizabeth Mountbatten-Windsor? 
Yes. Do you know her? No. Like Queen Elizabeth? I'm confused. Uh, President of what? Okay, let me read the pitch. Okay. In a brilliant piece on the legacy of Queen Elizabeth, the Marquis Robert Lord Salisbury wrote about the role of the crown as a head of state. Of particular interest in his column were the comparisons made between the crown and elected heads of state, namely presidents. That raised an intriguing question. Suppose Queen Elizabeth had been a president, not a monarch. Okay. Consider this thought experiment. Britain does not have an elected president. Comparisons require a suspension of belief. So assume Elizabeth was born into the U.S. to a future president and, like her father, chose politics as her calling. President George Winger VI would die in office. His vice president would take his place, not his daughter. Elizabeth, I'm, this is... Uh, it's silly. Oh, man, did I just waste a minute and ten seconds. Okay. Sorry, I apologize. I yield the floor. So to go back to Edward Hasberg. He wrote on Twitter, at the reading of titles and achievements of the Queen, while her coffin disappears, I had to think of the knocking ritual of the Habsburgs and the Cappuccini Crypt, where the door only opens... Maybe my minute and a half wasn't that bad. ...after the master of ceremonies, after all the emperor's titles, announces that a poor sinner awaits. And then somebody else tweeted, the removal of the state regalia from the coffin before it was committed to the tomb is very powerful. We all go before God as equals. We bring nothing into this world. We surely can take nothing out. And then they actually say echoes of the great Habsburg ritual when they knock on the door of the crypt. And when asked who enters, they say a poor sinner after all the titles and everything. So, oh, that's interesting. So the idea being that like this person is like, in the sense of history, great, a great person, right? They lived a great life, a famous life, an important life, a life that impacted history and clearly impacted millions of people. Like, look at the bajillions of people lining up in London to go see the coffin, right? And all this, like, ceremony and titles and all this stuff, like, it's still, at the end, death washes it all away and, like, you go into the death as you came into the world you know that's kind of cool alice i will say so kind of like powerful and deep and just i don't know i didn't expect to kind of be struck by the the pomp and ceremony of everything but Mm -hmm. it is like when i'm thinking about what our life in modern times in the united states kind of lacks for meaning and 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 a sense of like connection to other people and to your past and to your future. I it, I see things like that and it makes me think that maybe there is a piece of that that's missing. Like a sense of shared cultural importance and shared importance of people and a sense of, you know, the having a monarch and who's sort of the greatest among equals of all your people and represents you as a people is sort of fascinating. But don't we have that, but in a way that's not um, celebrated with the with the population's attention on icons, but instead aren't those, uh, isn't the iconic power kind of melted down and distributed to neighborhoods, et cetera, in the, in the country? I mean, aren't American uh, customs and celebrations, the Fourth of July celebration, etc., uh, aren't aren't 
don't we have that? Isn't that what it is? We did. I mean, well, I mean, well, I mean, well hold on. Before, think... Let's talk about before the world went okay. crazy. Isn't our celebration that there's not a mark? And I'm yeah. not. Uh, the so, people are sovereign in the United it, States. It, exactly. Is the ideal. Exactly. Right. So, uh, so yeah, the the populace itself, you know, exercising freedoms with chaos, you know, some somewhat by design, um, not all, but still. But I I do wonder sometimes if saying. We've melted down the power of having a crown and a monarch, and we've melted it down into 330 million separate individual parts, and we each get our own little piece of it. Is it not just a way of saying, actually, I'm king? I'm king of my own life and my own world and my own meaning, and it's just me. I'm number one. Well, uh, yes. So doesn't that, in a way, erase the way that having a monarch creates a connection to the rest of, quote, your people? And I mean that not in like a genetic sense, but in a a nationalism sense. I don't know. I think that we are a community of kings. And, you know, in... We're we're given free sway, and you know, to borrow from the the founders, you know, we're given um, a charter to pursue happiness. You know, and you no, know, not smile happiness, but adventures, and uh, you know, attain uh, fortunes and whatever we want. I mean, I think that's. But do you it's think like, you know it's ultimately is, you know like is? resulted like, in happiness? Well, uh, there's the trade-off, I guess. I mean, if you've got a king and you don't really have religion... Well, is that the bargain with the devil? Is you're free to pursue happiness, but you can never have it? Whereas maybe the hobbits in England are happier with their king or their queen. Well, maybe I, I certainly think it allows you, if you have a king and a queen, to find exactly where you fit in the scheme of things. And and you're never floating in space because always is the person anointed by God who's in the castle, and right. then of course they're they're appointed other people appointed by God in the communities and whatever, and so it's it's probably comforting to know oh I see I belong I'm a part I belong of this in triangle mediocre D four that's fine. Let's, you know. Well, but do you think there are people in society today who could benefit from feeling like they have a place in the world and well, I meaning think, and a purpose to get up every day, even if they're not the president of the United States? Or right, even if they or, didn't go or, to the best college, well, or even if they, whatever. Yeah, well, yes, in the but blank. is that not. Doesn't this democracy provide. And on-ramp to opportunities, endless opportunities. I mean, we used to just tell the stories a lot more. The people Maybe from I the countries without time. all the opportunities looked over here and said, holy crap, in that place, if you bust your ass for 80 hours a week, like we already are for nothing, you can do anything over there. And so they came over and opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. I think, right, unfortunately, right now we do have, there is a system in place, almost a, we can call it a monarchy, but it's not. 
but the bureaucracy is in place mm-hmm. that that encourages people to walk into that bureaucratic community and get on the assembly line and live a perfectly mediocre life um you know with government assistance government guidance government phone government this government that well and you know like you say we do have a ruling class and it's our bureaucratic elite coastal class right like the only difference is they don't have any sense of noblesse oblige or obligation this is an original idea i stole this from ross how do you pronounce his last name at the new york Times? do that do that um who wrote about like why we miss wasps is because like the wasps according to him had like a sense still that like you know that your successes in life weren't necessarily like deserved by you but were bestowed upon you by god or providence or whatever good fortune in life and that you had an obligation to the world around you to you know continue to prop it up and i think that i think that that really was the era in the the american past that we think of as having you know, sort of this shared cultural history and shared belief and, you know, and sort of this mythology of America, right? We have like the founding fathers in the West and we have the Constitution and the 4th of July and we have all these different, you know, sort of parts of the American story that we celebrate in a shared cultural way. And I do think that part of the mission of America was to to sort of build a replacement for this idea of the monarch to like tie the people together and have, you know, a people with a story. Right. And, and I, to be clear, like, I don't think that that's like a white thing or a wasp thing or a, or any kind of ethnic thing at all. I think that that forging the story of a people is, you know, a cultural project and include can obviously include immigrant stories as well. And actually much of the American story has. But the the important thing is that you are sharing in and a part of and like buying into the story. And I don't think in England, a lot of people buy into the story the same way that they have in the past either. I don't think it's uniquely an American failing that this is falling off. But I think that the the strength of the mythology was already a little bit weakened by the fact that we stepped away from the monarchy thing. And obviously, with a lot of benefits and a lot of other trade offs as well. Right. But I so I think that that sort of like shared cultural story was weakened by doing that. But I think that overall, like the project on the left now is to utterly destroy that altogether. You know, they don't want you to feel like you're a part of the American project. They want you to feel like either there was no American project at all or if there was, it was evil and you shouldn't want to be a part of it. You know, and and that everything America did was wrong and tearing down the mythologies. And I'm not saying don't teach accurate history at all, but I'm saying that that a shared history and a shared understanding of our place in the world and what meaning it has for us and how we pass that on to our children is important. And I think that it's something that is rapidly losing traction in the world right now, across the world. And I think that the the Queen's funeral was sort of a last vestige of that. Like, I don't know. Is this the last time all these, like, 
crown princes of things will get together on these like royals from across Europe. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that what's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Okay. I'm just the, the, the crew. <laughs> the freaking crew at the Minahan show is isolated every possible uh, quirk of mine yesterday. Okay. I'm ready to switch gears okay. from serious topics. If so, you would like to oh, yeah. see if yeah. you're... Yeah. Uh, well, I feel profusely, okay? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? I was... Where- <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> I think I might need a doctor. <laughs> dying. I just died right now. Just collapsed. Are you okay? Have you seen that this just came? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You've got when I so I was on the show yesterday. I was like. <laughs> Now I've got this this crack team of devious bastards putting together as much footage as possible and isolating stuff. I'm so proud, honey. Having me imagine, watch the cocaine. Imagine how. <laughs> think about this. Speaking yeah. of death and how you can't take anything I am with us. A lot today. How we can't take anything with us and all that and the legacy we leave and all these important topics. Think of how. Someday, decades from now, when you're gone, our kids will look back and search for memories, and they'll find these videos on the internet, honey. Aren't you so proud right now? It's so funny. It's so funny, Alice. It's that these guys are so good and so good at scrutinizing finding stuff. It's like being, it's like having a comedy troupe shut themselves in a writer's room for 18 hours and come up with the most meanest crap they can come. It's free. It's it's just it's. I so I think I don't see why. Like why would I not be proud? I am proud of you, actually. Yeah. No. I, I think I, it's great. I think it's great too. But I just, so <laughs> I'm seeing this. Like I was there, so I know you know that uh, what the conversation was like. But <laughs> it's now so, been cast in a different light. It's now been cast in a different light. Now they've got many, many videos on. You know, in fact, Alice, uh, in the future, maybe I will choose a different wardrobe. <laughs> and this thing with me and Jared Carabas. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to play a couple of clips that they have. Michael Harrison, by the way. Yes. We talked to Ordway. Talk. You, do you know Jacqueline Cashman? Jen Royal. <laughs> right. Michael Graham. He actually made a pass at Michael Harrison's wife. Uh-huh. Jeff Katz was there. <laughs> Hillary Schobo. Oh, Adriana um, Cohen. Cashman, when I talked about Cashman Construction, his his daughter. You know Meredith Gorman. Michael Harrison, by the way. Does somebody know lots of famous people? Wow. You must be like really important or something. Oh my gosh. So, um, why did I mention this? Please, anyway, so, please, <laughs> land the plane. So, please. So, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad you find this. <laughs> Honey, are you going to be okay? <laughs> Don't have a stroke right now. <laughs> <laughs> people 
people in media who I once trusted. You know, Jake, Tapper, Jake Tapper used to be f***ing awesome. You lost your trust in Jake Tapper. You hear this? I did. It's Well, it's sad. absolutely true. Jake Isn't that Tapper. Sad? Kirk, he was awesome. You trusted Jake Tapper. I trusted Jake Tapper because I saw him working at the White in the White House press room right. when he was going after Obama for things well, like Benghazi. Well, Trump Trump had people snap. He's people broke. Trump broke people. Well, well, that's f***ing fine, but Jake Tapper is supposed to be working in the midst of the pitch battle. He should not be broken so easy. What the hell are you so upset And now about? I'm not saying <laughs> because People in media who I once trusted, you know, Jake, Tapp hey. Jake Tapper used to be hey. awesome. You lost your trust in Jake Tapper. You're <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the problem is, is that I don't think people like to uh, watch a fat guy laugh for too long. I think it makes them, <laughs> he makes them angry, and I don't blame him. Okay, so uh, should we go to the chat? Chat? I did. We can't. We don't have time to read that thing. That's fine. Yeah, we can do. No, the, I'm not saying that. At all. So by the way, so listen. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the Kirk Minahan show. Uh, I don't know how to describe the show other than it's it's definitely my favorite uh, podcast. You know, it's it's very separate from what else I listen to. Uh, you know, I love Jerry's podcast and I love commentary and I love uh, National Review and I love Jonah and I love uh, Shapiro. I love I love lots of the political podcasts. This is where I go to get away from that stuff. And um, just a st <laughs> it's it's if you don't know anything about Kirk Minahan and his show, then it it cannot be described. You just have to go. I would start at the beginning because there's a whole universe <laughs> stuff. But uh, yeah, you've told me I should go back and listen to them. I mean, I I would in no circumstances call myself a Minahan fan because right. I just ha haven't earned the title because I haven't listened to enough of the Kirk Minahan show. I think it's very funny what I've mm -hmm. heard you have on and stuff, mm -hmm. um, but I probably listened to a dozen episodes. Oh, it's definitely more. It's, it's more. Really... Or it's more guy humor as well. Yeah, Kirk but is... you've been like you need when you catch me laughing at it, you'll be like, you have to go back and listen from the beginning. Like I'm gonna yeah. at my extremely well, limited time in life, a... I'm gonna go binge Kirk Minahan yeah. on two times speed. <laughs> and Kirk is a brilliant guy, and he's got a very good sense of humor, and he's a very hard worker, and so he's the product is always very good. He's he surrounds himself generally, uh, me being the one exception, with people who aren't as bright as him, and so that's where a lot of the comedy comes in, or people who are just a little crazy. Once again, not me. Kirk and I think he probably sees this as equals, and I think. Yeah. <laughs> but just think, Alice, how does uh -huh. it feel knowing that an outfit that's though not as staffed up as the NSA has been listening to this show with just as much care? Mm -hmm. And probably reporting we... things to Colin <laughs> and all the rest. I'm sure. All right, let's go I'm to the chat sure. chat. I did tell people if they wanted to, but it was during the show. They wanted to talk about the Kirk thing. We could talk about that on the chat chat too. But uh, I don't think those are in yet. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll come in and maybe they're not. But it was a lot of fun. Thank you to uh, KMS, the whole crew. It was wonderful. Thank you, Kirk. I it gave was him lovely. a nice You gift. made my husband very happy. I gave him a nice... It made you happy, too. You were laughing your ass off in the I ride. had a very good time. It was very entertaining. Thank I you. enjoyed it. You can have him back anytime. Oh, you see that... Oh, by the way, they mentioned having you on. Your thoughts? If they well, really I meant haven't it. really been asked. I don't know if they I know. meant that. I don't know if they really meant I don't either. know if they did either. Although, I don't think so. I have not been asked. I, I don't know... You'd be what? the only person like you who's been in studio if they I asked you in studio. I don't know what Kirk Minahan and I would talk about. I find him very funny. I just don't know how much overlap there is between things that we talk about. I don't. But 
Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, you both read books. You I, both waste your time with books. So books is there dumb. You go. Tom Shattuck t-shirt <laughs> is available. All right, let's go to the chat chat. Okay, Tom. Yes. First, we have the incident at Splash Mountain. <laughs> now we have you banging out of the show because of a tummy ache. It was not. It, hey, first of all, the incident at Splash Mountain—that was serious. That's not. That, I still have it messed up, but that is not. That sh- that that ride should be shut down. It was a great it, ride. It wasn't a tummy tummy ache. It was a severe disease I had. The rest of the family had a light version of it. I was, I was in rough shape. Mm-hmm. Alice would be expected to be there. She was given childbirth. Anyway, Alice, great job on your own. You Ooh. might want to think about dumping that wuss entirely and just going yeah, off you know, on your own. Most of these people. Awaken 180, Awaken 190, Awaken 200, whatever it may be. But run from him, Alice, run. Great That's, show, guys. Thank See you. Ya. Generally, I agree with that. I've always told Alice that she should probably escape, and she refuses to escape. So there you go. Hey, Tom, it's um, Mike from Newton. Hey, Mike. I have to whisper a little because uh, my wife's sleeping next to me. Um, anyway, I'm just checking out the podcast, and I saw a picture of Alice with that Cubs shirt yeah. on, and she's looking pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And I hope this isn't offensive at all in any way because I don't mean it to be. But um, I know you're a movie guy, and there's a certain movie with Demi Moore. Oh, God, she's almost awake. With uh, Demi Moore and Paul Newman. Uh, I'll DM you. I'll DM you. Thanks. Demi Moore and Paul no Newman. Are you sure it's not Demi Moore and um um uh who's the handsome guy who's in the, the Natural? Alice, you don't know the Natural. Um, uh, Robert Redford. Indecent proposal. Yeah, Demi Moore, Moore, Paul Newman. What were they in? Uh, that's Robert Redford. I don't know. Oh, Paul Newman is in it. That's Robert, when I Google it, I get that, but it is Robert Redford. Yeah, I don't really know. I assume you mean Robert Redford. I assume that's what you mean. But yeah, I think I, I, I think I understand you. But I'll take to the M and I do thank you. Yes, absolutely. I don't know what. That What's is. up, Tom? Hey. What's up, man? Frisk the cat here. Hey. Wee! Keep up the good work. Later. <laughs> nice to hear from Fritz, isn't it? I like that. I like Fritz. We gotta join him again soon. Replica Shattuck um, posting in. Welcome back, Tom. Hey, um, thanks. Great couple shows. Thank you. Uh, we're all kind of glad you survived. Um, Thank you. But I wanted to get some uh, clarification on the rules of the podcast. Right. And things we can and can't say. Yeah. I accidentally said the F word, which was censored. Bill Maher said off, which was censored. Right. Something else was censored, too. I don't quite remember but you can call Alice face and I guess you missed her face honey I mean it's your show you do what you want but I just want to get some clarification that's all Uh, hope to hear from you soon it's called Tom is this answer and misses things that's what it's called I didn't bleep that out I guess you missed a face somewhere in the every time you say it I have to go to work yeah, I, I'm... His intention is to bleep it. My intention is to bleep it. At least for the audio, it should be bleeped. The video, I think, is just... Yeah, the video, closed. I think, is fine. But we don't have the explicit E on our podcast in the Apple Store because Tom didn't want it to have... He wanted it to right. be considered for everybody in the store. Right. So 
Maybe we'll get the so, explicity, and we can go f face. Uh, night so day. we try. We do try to uh, to hit the big ones. Anyway, Tom. That is correct. Tom's in charge of it. That's the answer to your question. We'll be revising. And so our... it's not as well done as I do it, would in, want it in a spirit of equity. I can tell you that. Hello, hey, burn barrel. Hey. I am back from my trip uh, to uh, St. Louis, and awesome. uh, I was just in the airport. Isn't that near? Um, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Kansas City, Arch, Missouri. Yeah, there's a Kansas City and Kansas. And we just saw Missouri. the Royals yeah. play the Red Sox. Red we Sox did. Won. Yeah. It was a it was a wondrous trip. Uh, Good. I stopped along the way in Casey, Illinois, and saw all the big items in the small town, including a giant rocking chair. Oh. And it was very reminiscent of that old mother road. <laughs> I do. I like that, Justin. And I want to do that trip sometime where you get a. Um, like an RV, and you yeah. ride around with your family, and you see like giant balls of yarn on the side of the road in America, and in the Grand Canyon, and like all across the country. I do. I want to do that. It's I'm, like been a dream of mine ever since I was a little kid. My mom had these super outdated books. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and they were Disney Somebody. books, actually. <laughs> Somebody roll credits, please. They were these Disney branded books. They're probably like collectible. More but, asides, Alice, please. <laughs> well, in one, some markets, I mean, got to think in the secondary market. One maybe. was called Donald Duck Sees South America, and Donald Duck traveled through all through South America mm-hmm. and saw a bunch of stuff. And uh, it's probably a little racist in some parts because mm-hmm. it was like from the six, 50s or 60s or something. And then uh, one was Mickey Sees the USA, and he and Minnie got a trailer and drove all across the country and did that and saw everything and had little adventures. And it was like one of my favorite things. It made me so happy. I've wanted to do it ever since desperately. So, <coughs> Somebody with pure <laughs> thoughts like that, 12 years later, was blasting lines that off of a yacht. True. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, the reason I went to St. Louis was uh, a cousin of mine gave me um, tickets to uh, Cardinals Reds. And I was under the impression before I got the tickets that it was going to be in Cincinnati. So I had to drive almost four hours to St. Louis. Oh, God. All right. Well, hope you guys are doing uh, better. Bye. Thank you so much, Justin. Let me tell you something. Our kids Um, were on the Reds once. And Little League. Yep. Uh, Different Reds. But yes, (laughs) everybody I've met from St. Louis has been awesome. A good person and interesting, and there it's a class act. The people there are classy. We like them. Hoot hoot, dirtbag. The owl vigilante. I'm not sure what exactly <laughs> that means. Not sure. We've done enough, enough laughing for today, Alice. Let's get serious tomorrow, and uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, Alice. I mean, I get the feeling now. You think that, that what happens is that you, the first day you go on with Kirk and then I get invited down to New York to meet with Portnoy. And then I think it's Splitfield for you and me because they're going to they're going to want me to be one of the cool Zillennials hanging out watching the Okay, Chris Clemmer. US UCLA Using the Minahan show as a stepping UCLA game with the fellas complaining cuz my my I just lost the point spread, right? That's I'm passionate about that stuff. Uh-huh. I saw you try and talk sports with Kirk. Uh, Did thing. I? Or about like announcing sports announcing? And oh you had yeah, something yeah. Didn't, wrong. I didn't go out. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They were very unfair. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, especially Minna fans. We obviously welcome you to the Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, you may hate it. I don't know. Can't control that. 
Um, Our possible new sponsor and friends from Haverhill. Oh, behavioral. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're entering negotiations for a sponsor in Haverhill that we met over Twitter, which I think sounds great. I think we should meet for coffee. And um, anyway, so we are um, talking about that with them on Twitter. Lots of people are talking to Tom on Twitter. You can also do that. He's at Tom Shattuck. Don't talk to me on Twitter, but I'm at Alice Shattuck, or you can, I guess. And we are at Burn Barrel Pod. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.